everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 210 today. Happy New Year, by the way. Today's topic is we're just going to recap a few of our shows that I've been missing in action on. Um, brief recaps, brief recaps. It'll uh, Let's talk about Surviving El Chapo, the last two episodes. We'll talk about The Best Man, the final chapters in its entirety. We'll just brief, briefly go over that. And then I want to talk about Dead to Me. I know I have been missing in action. I do apologize about that, guys. It was the holidays. And um, <clears throat> I needed to take some time off of um, my own mental stability, <laughs> just getting through the holidays, working, um, raising the little one, um, just a lot going on. Um, so let's get into it. The show. Happy New Year. We're going in 2023 with our eyes open and walking by faith and not by sight and knowing the sky is the limit, you know. Um, as always, if you guys need to get in touch with me, Alicia Shanice is my Facebook page. Instagram is Alicia Shanice Reviews. And if you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special recap requests or if you just want to say what's up. Remember, I recap all TV shows, documentaries, movies, and music albums. And then speaking of music, if you want to follow my music playlist, they are exclusively on Spotify. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves and you'll see at least one playlist populate. You click on that picture profile and it'll take you to the rest of them. And I have every genre because your girl got some long range music ears. So on that note, let's go ahead and get into the show and let's talk the shows we've been missing in action about. Surviving El Chapo, The Best Man, Final Chapters, and the show Dead to Me off of Netflix. And again, happy, happy new year, 2023 will be great. Let's speak it into existence. Let's go into 2023 with high vibrations. Let's get into the show. Name is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. y'all let's get into the show so we're starting a brand new year and we have a lot of content coming that we're about to recap um bmf returns friday january 6th so that moves to friday nights on stars so we'll be recapping that the last and final season of snowfall returns february so we'll be recapping that bel-air is about to return so we'll be doing weekly recaps of that um then you know uh, Power Book 2 Ghost Returns. You know, we're going to recap that. And uh, Force. So we got a lot of our regular shows returning as long as Big Sky. So our weekly pods will come back for the recaps. I do apologize. I've been gone for a while. I don't think I've been on since like December 18th. It's just, it was the holidays and just a lot going on. But I'm good. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday 
And, you know, we're entering a new year. We're 2023, the beginning. Um, And we're just going to, you know, go in with our heads held high and, you know, strive for the best to be the best we can be, the best versions of ourselves we can be. This pod will be a little different. I didn't take a lot of notes, but I am caught up on all of our shows. So I just want to briefly talk about that. If you're one of my day one listeners, um, remember how I said I came I always wanted to be a YouTuber at first. Uh, Eventually, I might move over to YouTube, but right now I like the audio game. I like the podcast world. Um, But I was naming some of my favorite YouTubers who I I hope to work with one day. Um, As you know, Gully TV for sure. Um, Gully TV is a friend of mine. He lets me come to him for advice. He's giving me a lot of advice for my book. And I just support his platform. It's so real. It's so authentic. And he's just dope. So I support what he puts out. But another person who I used to always talk about was Sinful to P. And um, he just transitioned over. I was very, very sad. And that news came out of nowhere. And I really loved his platform. And it's crazy because I was listening to something of his that popped up in my um, feed. And it popped up in the algorithm and it was something that I needed to hear at that time. And that was something about sinful. He, he, he preached the, the word because he knew the word of God, but he also, you know, brought you the game, you know, and he, he brought you the word, like <clears throat> just where you related to it, you know? And, um, I just want to say rest in paradise. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about him. And I do want to play a clip that I had um, planned on playing for you guys anyway of his. I have even caught into his show before um, when he used to do the live fellowships on Sundays. Like a very prolific brother, um, very, very intelligent, very, very just anointed, you know. And um, I just wanted to share this clip it's only 59 seconds long of the kind of the game and what he used to 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 be about you know and just to say stuff like this it used to touch me so um this is uh sinful to pee everybody don't deserve your time you're supposed to redeem the time for the days of evil the time that you spend with these meaningless ridiculous and frivolous conversations that lead to no accumulations stop that stop wasting time the favorite people basically they're not fruitful they're not profitable they're not meaningful stay out of those toxic relationships toxic relationships can cause you to have a battleship with success toxic relationships can cause you to hinder your relationship with god toxic relationships can hinder you from being the best you. Toxic relationships will keep you existing when you should be living. Watch out for these toxic relationships. Observe and stay preserved, and that way you will know who deserves your time. Stop blessing everybody with your time. Stop blessing everybody with conversation. Stop casting pearls before swine. Everybody don't deserve you. Everybody don't deserve to be around you. Everybody don't deserve the opportunity and the blessing to say that they even knew you. This afternoon with breaking news. All right, news that the- was simple to pee. Um, I just want to say, uh, rest in paradise, and my condolences goes out to his family, his friends, and you know, uh, 
other followers of his, um, uh, like we were like a family. We used to all um, get on his live and laugh and he was the king of roasting, like he would roast you. So that is very sad and news. So I just wanted to um, pay my condolences to him. He will be missed. He left us with a lot of great content. So if you guys want to laugh, um, just need some good inspiration, I um, <clears throat> recommend that you go to his YouTube channel, Sinful the P. Um, a lot of good, um, where he's talking about the game, <laughs> but roasting and, you know, instilling the good word and the way how he did it. You just resonated with it. So rest in paradise to Sinful the P. He will be missed. Um we're going into um, 20. Well, we're in 2023. I hope you guys had a beautiful and safe, happy new year. And this will be our theme song for the year because we all about evolving and leveling up and we're protecting our energy. Like he just said, everybody don't deserve your time. If you got somebody who's wasting your time and bringing the worst of you out, you need to politely exit away from that person so we only leveling up and this will be our theme song for 
talking about 2023 all of us we getting it we leveling up protecting our energy health is wealth get out there you work out you get on that treadmill you go for a walk you drink lots of water as sinful the p would say you get that fiji water and that fruit in your body and you level up do what you can do the sky is the limit there will be bad days, but sometimes pain makes you a resilient motherfucker. And that's just what it is. Sometimes pain, heartbreak, <clears throat> trials in life, it just makes you more resilient. It makes you more stronger. It makes you an eagle. It makes you a lion. So go out there and get it. That's what that's what our anthem is this year. Y'all, that's too short. We getting it. We leveling up. I know for 2023, my goal is to be the best mother I can be, the best woman I can be, the best version of myself I can be. I'm going to level up my podcast game. I want to be the best podcaster I can be. I ain't in competition with nobody. I'm not the best podcaster. I'm not the best writer. I'm not the best anything. I just want to be the best version of myself. I want to get my book out there. That's what's been having me stressed out too, y'all. I got so much going on uh, with trying to get it published. I, I had an offer, but I'm just, I'm trying to not just take the first deal. I want it to be right. I put my heart into this. Like, um, I want to write more stories. And then with that, that'll be okay. But this project, this is my baby. This is, I put my all into it. I'm not going to let nobody come telling me to change this, change that. This is my story that I told, I came up with, I sat down, I put a lot of time in it. So it's taking the time to get out there. But when, when, when I get it published, I want to give it to you guys and, you know, have every Fridays where we go after we read every chapter and I talk about it. So I want to be the best writer, the best author. I can be the best, just the best version of myself. I can be, I want to put out good energy. I want to treat people right because karma is real. What you, what the energy you put out there, that's what you get back. So for me, 2023, I'm letting go of all negativity. I'm not dealing with that bullshit. I just want to level up you know, put God first, family, be on my hustle, fitness, of course, like, I want to be on my dribble, I want to get my dribble all the way right, so I'm just trying to level up, and that's what I'm telling y'all to do too, it's 2023, and we're gonna go in there with our heads held high, and just hustle, 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 um, <clears throat> but into our shows, so I want to talk about, uh, dead to me first did you guys watch that it uh dead to me off netflix starring my girl christina applegate i love me some christina applegate um she just got her hollywood uh star and uh also she's a legend um if you are an 80s baby like myself i know you guys 
grew up off of the, the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and Married with Children. Christina Applegate is a legend and starring Linda Cardellini. Um, she plays in a lot of things as well. She was she also, if you are a Marvel, you know, team Marvel um for Avengers, Hawkeye, she played his wife in there, but she's played in a lot of things as well. It starred um James Markson and Lorna Hardin. Um, one thing I loved is that in this series, um <clears throat> they did we got to see um Christina Applegate get to act with Katie Sagal again, who played her mom in Married with Children. This was definitely a dark comedy, but it was so funny. Um, I have to commend Christina Applegate for getting through season three. She could barely walk on her own and she had to have crutches most of the time, or I mean, be in a wheelchair, I'm sorry, because of her health with um, multiple cirrhosis. So, you know, my heart goes out to her. I'm sending her, want to send her well wishes and healing energy but a very beautiful person. Um, so it did conclude with the three seasons. I think three seasons. I think they did that very, very well. Season one, it was when her husband had got hit by a car. So it showed her mourning and then finding out he um, had an affair on her while she's out going crazy, being angry, trying to find out who did it. And then meantime, meeting Judy in um a grief group and come to find out judy she's like a free spirit weirdo but you know they connect and that was the friendship she needed that was the sisterhood she needed and jen uh jen is in this crazy relationship with steve who we thought was a good guy but he ended up being a creep as well and then we end up finding out that they hit her husband and then season one ended where jen ended up killing steve <laughs> So season two, where they're trying to cover up everything, and I thought season three was done very, very beautifully. Um, it just concluded it. It showed um, just the sisterhood that they built, the friendship they built. It was rock solid. Um, they became family, and it had a lot of dark humor in it, but it was just hilarious. It's a good laugh, especially if you're going through something. Sometimes you just want to watch something that can just make you laugh and cry at the same time. So I recommend everybody watch the Dead to Be series. Um, they're on Netflix. It's 10 episodes per season, and they just concluded with the third season um, in November. So I did watch all of them. Just hilarious, like hilarious. Um, let me see if I can play a clip because um, I didn't take any notes <clears throat> um, for this pod. I just kind of want to come on and talk to my people in freestyle. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, she got her star on the Walk of Fame and she definitely deserves it. Christina Applegate has been in the game for a long, long time. Um, I wish Ed O'Neill could have made an appearance. <laughs> that would have really been um, walked down memory lane. Um, let me see if I can find a clip from... Um, uh-oh, sorry, y'all. But I and then I just enjoyed the um it was just so many twists to it. Like um even when Steve's twin brother came in the picture <laughs> and he ended up hooking up with uh Jen, and then Judy was the one who always wanted the baby and Jen ended up being pregnant. Um 
and it talked about, you know, affairs, um, starting over in life, midlife crisis, um, health reasons. Like it just was like a dark comedy and, um, Jen's children were hilarious. Her mother in there was hilarious as well. But I definitely recommend you guys check that out. It has so many um, great things and laughs in there. I want to go home. Put a clip up, but my little thing don't want to act right today. Hold on. That's shit. Let me see. Let me go back. This is the clip from the first one. This one had me cracking up laughing. Jeff and I are here for you if you ever want to talk. Can't imagine what you're going through. It's like if Jeff got hit by a car and died suddenly. Right. I'm Judy. Jen. Can I give you a hug? No. What happened was an accident. As far as we know. Charlie, please. Hello? Judy? It's Jen from the grief group. What are you wearing? Huh? You're a weird person, Judy. <laughs> Thank you. What? Just for in my life, I guess. I'm doing the best I can. I've the double thing, you know. You need cancer? I have the gene, so I got ahead of it. I don't want my kids to lose them all like I do. Mom, Dad's here! Henry, thanks for the burn. This is the father. Maybe it is him. Okay. You can stay here as long as you want. But you don't even know her. And now she's going to live in Dad's studio. She could be a crazy person. So could I. So could I. She's been a rock for me. Great. You know, Judy's been through a lot. I just kept having miscarriages. Grief has to move your shit to people. I'm out of it. My own way. <laughs> yeah, this this these episodes were crazy. If you guys have not watched it, it's a dark comedy and it's fucking hilarious. One of my favorite parts is uh, there's so many of them, but the cop, uh, the detective, she just did not care. <laughs> she she was so nonchalant, and it was so many twists and turns. Like she's investigating them, and then um, Judy ends up sleeping waking up at her home sleeping with her girlfriend like it was just so many twists and turns i loved it when jen was sitting there drinking wine by the pool and she thought that um her husband was the bird and she got to talking to him and he just ran off she's having an emotional moment and she's like you know what fuck you too but just a dark comedy and done very very well and like i said um shout out to christina applegate being able to film um with her health in the condition it was in for season three you know that's incredible acting and it just shows you how resilient she is so it um i just want to say that uh whole entire show and then season three was done very beautifully and it ended very beautifully and ended with um what started off with jen's world crashing and at feeling like she's at the end losing her husband and then it kind of went full circle to where she met Judy and Judy gave her basically Judy was responsible for taking her life away but also it came back full circle with her giving her life again like if it wasn't for Judy she never would have found herself again she never would have became the mother she needed to be again 
the uh she took more into her career more than her children and ended up finding a real love of her life um because we see her husband wasn't treating her right anyway but just like i said it's so many twists and turns so um that was just a brief uh recap for that um but i hope you guys definitely check that out it's uh definitely a laugh and a tearjerker as well um Moving along, uh, for Surviving El Chapo, it was only two more episodes that we didn't cover. Um, they were really, really good, but this was just season one, so uh, it did end. We didn't cover um, episode 11, which was recording El Chapo. Uh, the description read, the twins ramp up their uh, cooperation with the U.S. government and start recording incriminating calls, but there's one piece of evidence that the twins need to be able to secure their deal to get El Chapo on the tape. And um, that episode was very intense. Um, it really wasn't a lot to discuss. It was more of them just saying about how nervous they were. I mean, come on now. Being in Mexico and you're working with the, the U.S. government and you're in Mexico where <laughs> the cartel owns Mexico. So, you know, and then to actually get recordings on El Chapo. So it just basically showed the, um, the detectives really not taking them serious. And also <clears throat> not like they knew that they were big. But they didn't actually, it seemed like they didn't actually believe that they could even get that close to El Chapo. And they were the only ones who got recordings with his voice. And we got to hear some of those recordings on there. Um, the most part that kind of stuck out to me was when uh, the twins had to tell their father. And their father stood for everything the old school way. And he was 110% against cooperating. And, and with the twins deciding that they were going to do that along with their wives, they put their family out there. And everybody knows in that world, no matter if your family didn't agree or didn't do anything as well, they're going to come after your family as well. And their father was pissed off, but they had no choice but to, to leave Mexico. And we know it's going to be so much more of a downfall to come with that as well, but that won't show until season two. Um, they did play a clip for that. <clears throat> um, and I'll play that momentarily. But um, that recording El Chapo episode 11, it really wasn't too much to talk about. It just was, you know, them talking about how the U.S. government was kind of dragging their feet and on how they still had to go up against with meetings with El Chapo and Mayo and get these recordings and how intense it was and how scared they were and then having to tell their father, you know, they weren't really worried about telling their other family, but to tell their father and to get prepared. And then with the U.S. government telling them it's time for them to turn themselves in after they got that recording. And it was really um, interesting to hear the recordings of El Chapo speaking <laughs> about one of the deals. Episode 12 was escape and it was um the description read it after nine months of recording recording calls and feeding information to the dea jay and pete are given two hours to give their lives in order um before being taken by the u.s agents as they make their way to the u.s their families are left behind scrambling in desperation to flee to get out of mexico and that one was really good it was just, um, it didn't really have too much about Pete and Jay and Pete in there. Um, 
it was just more about the family scrambling together to get out of there. And um, with them having so many eyes on them, because that time Pete and Jay had already turned themselves in and them having so many eyes from the cartel and they're wondering like, okay, where are you going? And Val is like, um, he cheated on me. And they're like, he wouldn't do that to you. What, what are you doing? But she's packing up and she's leaving it with the whole family. And they're starting to do raids at this time before they even get out of Mexico, making them look suspicious to know something is going on and being in Mexico to where, you know, your life could be taken out like that. Like you have some of the military, some of the law enforcement, most of the law enforcement that actually work for the cartel. Then you have to get over the border and go for that long drive. Like it was very, very intense. And then Pete and Jay being um, scared, you know, and them having to get their little children out, their brother Armando, their father, mother, you know, all of them out of there. Like Pete and Jay are already incarcerated, are already with the, um, <laughs> the DEA agents. So it was really intense. Um, one thing that stuck out, um, for that episode is when Charlie said that while they were in the recording for this pod, that their phones got to blowing up and like, they still have to move very careful because the cartel is still after them to this day. Like they got El Chapo locked up and they're still in witness protection and they got to stop in the recording at first because they got so many calls and it got very intense to where 50 Cent and Charlie Webster had to leave so they could take the phone calls and get all of that in order. I um, found it interesting that uh, Jay said that when he got incarcerated, he actually met Sammy the Bull and that kind of went full circle because he was watching a documentary on John Gotti that even gave him the idea to go inform it <laughs> and to be actually locked up with Sammy. And um, to find out that Armando end up cooperating to go against Fallon Vid, who are still facing charges as of in 2023 for um, money laundering. But um, it ended. It didn't really give us too much more information because we still have to go through the court trials. And when they went to trial and everything, this is just um, season one was basically just showing us how they got into the game, how uh, they came up under their father, who was also a trafficker. And they got into that life as an early age and showing on how they got that big and got next to El Chapo. So it didn't actually show them taking them down yet. So we'll see that more in season two, but I thought this was done very beautifully. Shout out to 50 Cent and Charlie Webster, who gave us production of a podcast that felt like we were listening to a movie. Um, I do want to play the trailer for season two, but this was done very, very well, and I enjoyed every episode. All right, so I'm going to play the end really quick of uh, Escape episode 12, so um, when it talks about going into season two production on this season. The trial for Viviana and Val is set for mid-2023. Keep it here. The epic next season is coming. On the next season of Surviving El Chapo, the twins who brought down a drug lord, hear the next part of Pete and Jay's story and find out what happens as the Flores family continue to face the consequences of their decision. As soon as I step to one door, they lock it. It's especially for cooperators. They take me there and I'm like, excuse me, for how long am I here for? And she said, for good. Here I am, transferred to prison. 
and uh, I get put in a cell. And it, I was supposed to be alone. And then they came like, oh, you're going to have a cell. Make room. He should be here any minute. And he gets to I look. I'm like, oh, my God, I know you. I'm with Samuel Boy. It's the worst place. The food is cooked by the inmates. So every time they send the food trays up, they come with a little special surprise. I'm talking about every time. If it's going to be a dead rat, roaches, who knows what they do to the food. It was like that in times a week. I remember that she gets up to go make the baby a bottle. Rinsing the bottle out in the bathroom. I told Pierre, I'm like, come in. I remember just walking to the bathroom. And just missed her so much. Damn. Yeah, so I mean, got busy. In the In the bathroom. What happened to your dad? In the end, he was taken to the tenor ranch. They found his vehicle loaded. It was a threat. I was I'm nervous. I'm like, I can't find my comfortable spot. I'm cold and my mouth is so dry. I could see, like, the defense table off to the left, and here comes the juror. And they walk in, and they're right away, as soon as they walk in there, they're looking at the witness seat. They don't stop staring at you. I'm sitting there, like, nervous. And then I look, and I see that they're, they're letting chop on. As y'all see, we got a lot to look forward to for season two. And I want to say, when I was reading up on the twins, I think the cartel um, did something to his to their father, and that's what they were um, getting at. But we'll learn more in season two. Uh, we got a lot to look forward to because now it's going to go into them being in protective custody. I thought it was very, very just spooky and eerie that um, Jay ended up being bunkies with Sammy the Bull and you know his whole idea of even cooperating came from a documentary of Sammy the Bull how crazy is that shit right there but um it looks like we had a lot to uh, look forward to for season two so you guys know we're going to support that we support everything 50 Cent speaking of 50 Cent I know I'm behind on um the um hip-hop homicides I'll catch up on that I don't know when but we'll get that out as well um, cause I, I think I gotta be like three episodes behind right now, but moving on to our next show, let's talk about the best man, the final chapters. Whew. I was scared when they said they were going to do this show because the best man is one of my favorite movies from that golden era of the 90s i remember going to the movies to see it i was like in the seventh or eighth i was in the eighth grade i went with um a few of my friends and my favorite aunt rest her soul she took us to the movies and i'll never forget that day (laughs) because me and one of my cousins almost got into a fight over who was going to ride in the front seat (laughs) but um the best man it was just done so well written so well and you just seen these black college educated young adults who you know were college friends and they all come together for a wedding and then all these secrets come out from harper's book and you know we lance goes crazy and whoops his ass and then one thing about a number two movie is you always say okay they got the first one right what are they going to do with the second one and the best man holiday has actually became a tradition that i have to watch around christmas time 
it was done so beautifully and you had the original cast and crew in there and you know sequels are not always done well but uh the best man and the best man holiday were done very very well so when they said they were doing um the the making it a television show and during the final chapters it makes you worry because sometimes when they do reboots and they take some of our beloved shows where the characters were held in our hearts dearly and we felt like we knew them, we related to them. They kind of bring in this new world of trying to sensitize or, you know, <clears throat> back in the 90s, you could get away with doing certain things. Um, and, you know, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to ruin it. They're going to ruin it. But I have to say they done very, very beautifully. And who stole the show for me who I chuckled and laughed the entire epi episodes of all ten, eight of them, was Shelby and Quentin. They stole it from me, and I loved that they got together. Um, I really enjoyed it. The first two episodes was different because it shows Quentin um, not acting like himself. You know, he ain't smoking no weed no more. He's trying to um, stand... Uh, for what his dad wants him to be, be the man that his dad wants him to be, and just not acting like himself. And he's getting getting ready to get married. And Shelby pops up. And when she did the damn stripping at his bachelor party and came off of that, I'm freaking you by Jodeci, I died laughing. And they end up messing around on the island. <laughs> it was just, it was just straight Shelby. Shelby was thirsty as hell, but I loved every minute of it. And I loved the episode two, the airport scene where he went to go get her. And she told him that his daughter was his. Cause you know, he like, you know, how do you think she'll feel? And she's like, she's yours. But in the best man holiday, I always thought that was his daughter. I always thought that was his daughter. And I thought that they were the perfect couple um going character by character um as far as harper harper was just being harper being um straight a workaholic and putting you know his work before everything but he did love his child um but harper was just being harper <laughs> luckily um he wasn't keeping any secrets because he knew that he wanted to make a movie out of the book that caused so much drama in the original best man and i did appreciate that it seemed like he matured enough not to try to keep it a secret and he wanted everybody's blessing so we did see the mature there but we did see the decline of him and robin's marriage robin was more feeling like neglected the whole time and for a minute i thought she was going to turn into a lesbian on um the when they were on the island the way she was looking at the, the lady but we seen she was just more free over there and like <clears throat> she had given up so much for her marriage you know given up a lot of what she wanted to do robin kind of got on my nerves a little bit <laughs> in um this episode but we just said their marriage was she, she was just not happy she felt neglected he was never home and, you know, you see that with a lot of successful men. They're not at home. And to be successful, a lot of times you have to put 25-8 on the work clock. Um, the part that irritated me with Robin, I understood she wanted to leave. But she also was getting close to that other guy as well. <laughs> but um, I did understand her frustration with um, Harper and Jordan's friendship they were close they did go over boundaries but one thing i did not respect is 
her just hopping up saying she's taking their child to Ghana. Like, um, okay, what? Okay, I understand you want to separate, but you about to take my child to another country. Um, what, 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 what you say? And when he caught her a fake ass with the kids, hey, that stole the scene for me. But um, Harper and Robin, you just didn't feel the love there. And I don't even know if we ever really did feel the love there. When you go back to the original best man, he had so much um, hidden passion and chemistry still with Jordan from being his college, uh, the perfect girl that never, you know, that never went anywhere. They were the best friends. They slept in the same bed, but never actually went there. But they had all these built up emotions. Um, it just seems like when he proposed to Robin, he did it after getting his ass whooped and feeling guilty for about the cheat on her. And, you know, it just didn't really feel like they were fit in a way, you know, um, like they were neither one of them. It just didn't seem like they were very happy and complete in that marriage. Um, it did end with them on good terms um, with, uh, you know, she um, letting her mom bring the baby girl back from Ghana for his opening night for the movie. And, um, her being happy and free and got him. Uh, Robin did have a good spirit. Um, she just kind of got on my nerves, <laughs> but I love Sanai Lathan, the actress, but Harper was still Harper, but we did see a little bit mature with him. Um, Robin, she, uh, acted her ass off as well, but she just kind of got on my nerves, but I didn't agree with the Ghana part. Um, you know, they probably should have went to therapy again, but she just wasn't happy in that marriage. And it seemed like when they bought that house, in Brooklyn, that was just the end of ends. You know, it's like she had had it. She wasn't herself. But she did have a good heart. Um, she was instilling a lot of good things within her daughter. As far as the Lance character, I enjoyed his character wholeheartedly. Um, in the first two episodes, we just seen him slaying that ding, 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 ding everywhere. He was smashing everything that walked. And no matter what he did, it's like he wasn't happy and he was waking up seeing Mia. And I did like that. We got a chance to see her in the show, even in his dreams, because he loved him some Mia. And it just shows that he didn't heal well. You know, like um, the time that she lost, um, that she passed away and transitioned over from her illness. That's when he was retiring for football. So he lost a great love of his life um, to cancer. And then he um, lost his other love of his life which was football from retiring. And it's just like he was just left there with the kids and just lost. So I am happy that they didn't just show him just okay living life as a retired pro football player and having fun. Like it just showed that he he just, you know, even after he got his freak on, he still was dreaming of Mia. He was like lost. And then he tried to go back into football. And then he tried to more put more into his son to be the best football player he could be. And they showed, um, you know, a father dealing with their son coming out as non-binary. And um, when they did that whole storyline, um, they did it well. Um, it kind of put me in a mind of like a Magic Johnson, uh, what he had to go through with uh, his, his child. So they, they did put light on there. And then at the end, we seen him meeting um, back up with the woman he met on the island who he had kind of, you know, took a liking to. She was very beautiful. So I liked it how they did the Lance character. I thought they did that very, very well. Um, as far as merch, <laughs> I love some merch. Merch was going through a midlife crisis. And 
it was good to see merch kind of get some spunk into him and that backbone in him but it just showed like all that built up rage of getting talked down on all that time bullied not getting taken you know seriously and going through that midlife crisis and him just saying you know what enough is a fucking enough <laughs> you know and him going into uh fighting i loved him and his uh wife candace relationships regina king is amazing as well um i loved on how i love their whole dynamic they're so funny together and so perfect for each other i loved on how they showed their daughter having anxiety because mental health is real and especially with these kids now it's so much pressure on them with social media and everything and a lot of kids are suffering from anxiety so I did like on how they um implemented that in there I liked it on how they showed Candace going back to school and um you know getting into her own of what she wanted to do and they kind of one thing that they did in this series is they brought a lot of stuff that's going on today and put it into the show so with her they kind of put in um the me too movement with her professor um coming on to her and harassing her so they brought that on there but who um as far as so i did love candace's character as well i died laughing when they um, went to the party and he was like you know what tonight fuck them kids <laughs> but um moving on to jordan's character um it was very real on how they did jordan jordan was a very successful woman i went to school college got her degrees and mastered what she said she was going to do and that happens a lot but then you see women like that who put their career first and go after all their dreams which is great but then it shows like when they have everything they look back and they like damn i put all this time in the here and there and now i don't have you know i passed up on a lot of great people i don't have any children it showed her really being happy that she even thought she was expecting a child and it just showed her overworked and lonely you know um and that was very realistic because it happens a lot so I did like the growth of Jordan and I loved her walking out to Beyonce's song, You Won't Break My Soul. And she just walked out so fly. Um, so I did like the um evolving of her character. I know a lot of people weren't a fan of this, but I thought they should at least gave us um everything was done well, but this is just one opinion of mine. I would like to see if you know, Harper was the great love of her life and she was his, vice versa. I would have liked to see by him and Robin did, you know, they did divorce. Um, what could happen with um Jordan and Harper? Would um would it just been the one that got away, or would it just would have been that mystique to where they did get together and they realized they wanted this the whole time and it wasn't what they wanted? So I would have liked to see them end up together, but it didn't happen that way. But who stole the show for me was Quinn and Shelby. Shelby, she stole it for me. She was so hilarious. Quentin was funny as well. Um, Terrence Howard did his thing. He brought his acting to, to the T on this one. But they stole the show for me. They were funny. They were in love. They were free. And they in both enjoyed being married. Like, um, you wouldn't thought those two would, but they were perfect together. And that's um, the two characters that stole the show for me. But the best man, it was uh, the final chapters. It was done very, very well, in my opinion. I enjoy all eight episodes. When I watched the first two, I'm like, okay, where are they going with this? What are they about to do? <laughs> but it was done 
so very well and I enjoyed it and they didn't ruin classics because the best man was a classic and the best man holiday like I said it's a tradition of mine I must watch it around Christmas I know I'm gonna laugh because of Quentin and Shelby but I also gonna cry because of Mia and I love Mia's character so I was happy that they did show her at least in um in uh Lance's dreams but they did it very very beautifully and um, I do want to play my sleeper for the show because I know I've had you guys on here for a while. I do apologize for being gone. But like I said, 2023, my goal is to become a better podcaster. No, I won't be the best, you know, um, but I want to be the best podcaster that I can be. So I want to step up my game and I will be more consistent with the content. We got a lot of our good shows coming back. But I think it's only right. Let me play a sleeper from the original Best Man. All right, this is my sleeper. Do y'all remember when Lance, uh, before he beat um, Harper's ass, when he grabbed that book and went to the back room, but they had the remix of uh, a beauty plan. So this is my sleeper and my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the original Podfather. Uh, Let us help you find the right insurance plan for your needs. Health markets ads, popping up. Thank you. 
shit gonna always be classic that's the drew hill beauty that's the remix and that's the one that was featured into um the best man original uh movie before lands whoop hopper's ass <laughs> all right guys remember we in 2023 now the goal is to get it protect your energy know the sky is the limit and to move in boldness Get your dribble right. Get out there and exercise. Get to the gym. If you can't get to the gym, go for a walk. As Sinful the P would say, get that fruit in that Fiji water in your body. And just elevate. Elevate. Level up. It's 2023. Get on your dribble. I know it's fire, it's fire for me. I just pray to be the best version of myself I can be. I want to be the best podcaster I can be, not in competition with anybody. The best writer I can be, not in competition with anybody. The, in the best fitness condition I can be. You know, I just want to be the best of my ability. And I am praying and wishing the best for you as well. Don't let nobody bring you down. Don't don't force no relationships. If it ain't working out, hey, fuck that shit. Just keeping it all the way real. We do not have no time for negative people. We just don't have time for it. It's 2023. The goal is to get it and move in boldness while you're doing it. Don't be afraid to put yourself first. We only get one life and you better live it to the fullest. I miss you guys. I do apologize for the break. We are starting back our weekly episodes. BMF does premiere Friday on Stars. It moves to Friday night. I will have my recap out on Saturday, no later than Sunday. Snowfall is about to return. We're going to recap the TV show of You. That comes in February. We're going to have a You Marathon like we did last year. It's going to be a weekend marathon. We got uh, 
what, what else we got coming up? Bel Air. Um, that's gonna be on Peacock. Then you know all our powers are coming back. So, you know, like I said, my goal is to just bring content, step up my content game, and just push out all the distractions and just try to be the best we can be and we can do it together. So if you guys want to hit me up for any recap requests, remember you can always inbox, DM, or email me. The descriptions will be um the link, you know, everything will be in the description box of how to get in touch with me. And if you just want to say what's up, if you need to talk or just, you know, hey, life hard sometimes. Sometimes you just need somebody to talk to or just give you uplifting words. So if I can do it, I will do it. I want to put out good energy and have that return to me. We just don't have time for negativity. Life is too short. It's too short. Tell your loved ones you love them. And just don't hold grudges. Sometimes you have to move on. You don't have to do it in a bad way. But life is very short. So let go of grudges that you do have. And just say, you know, I can love you from a distance. But never be afraid to smile at someone. Because that one smile could save their life. Or just say hello. You know, or help in any way that you can. Because, it, you know, when you put out good things, it do come back to you. So I love you guys. I thank you for your support. I know this podcast was a little different because I just kind of briefly touched on the shows. I didn't do my full recap. So I do apologize. I just was so behind. I was like, let's just do it like this. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I love you. Thank you for your support. My podcast family is dope and beautiful. It's your girl, Shanice. And I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.